Welcome to our Exchanges Goldman Sachs Markets Update for Friday, October 9th. Each week, we check in with a leader across the firm to get a quick take of what they're watching in the markets. I'm Jake Seward, Global Head of Corporate Communications here at the firm. And joining us today, we have Jason Matthews from our Global Markets Division. Jason, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Jake. I really appreciate it. So, Jason, tell the listeners a little bit what you do here at the firm so they have some perspective on it. Sure. I sit in our equity derivative sales group. I focus on hedge funds and asset managers and basically just covering them for equity derivative sales. Okay. So Jason and I are going to talk a little bit about how markets have reacted to some of the news that we've seen this week. It's been an extraordinary week on a number of fronts. And just to remind our listeners, we don't have any special insight into the outcome of the election or any necessarily strong institutional views on this matter, but we're talking about how our clients react to this news and how they trade in the markets based on that news. So, Jason, how did markets react to the president testing positive for COVID? That news broke last Friday. What did you see in the futures markets that morning? Yeah, sure. Walking into the office around 7 a.m. Friday, it was a pretty decent decline in S&P. It was down about 175 basis points. NASDAQ was down about 230 basis points. But, you know, there was not a ton of information given at that time. My first observation was that there was no panic with our client base. And if you sort of keep in mind that we've seen other leaders in the past contract the virus with Boris Johnson in the UK, and I think you know, people just needed a little bit more information. So I think the, the main client takeaway early on is that we viewed this as just another level of uncertainty around the election process. Post the first debate, the biggest market concern was that of a contested election. So, you know, many felt that this positive test really sort of added to that probability. Throughout that day, the narrative, you know, basically changed. People looked at Trump's positive announcement, along with the headline miss on non-farm payrolls earlier that morning. And people got excited because they thought, hey, this could be another reason that we get a pre-election stimulus package passed. So in the end, you know, the market traded up from the lows, closed down about 85 basis points. And I think, you know, that was overall pretty encouraging, you know, given the early news. Yeah. So our, our research team had sort of ruled out a stimulus package three weeks back, but the market seems to keep pricing, you know, that possibility back in. How's the market reaction changed over the past week? The president was obviously hospitalized. Now he's back at the White House, discharged. And obviously there's been a lot of news out of the White House about others testing positive. Has the market just taken that in stride or is there continue to be some movement? Yeah, you know, I think in general, I think the market traded pretty well. Monday we come in, we get a big bounce back on the news that, you know, he's going to return to the White House that night. Tuesday we trade lower and that's simply because of the perceived halt in stimulus talks between Pelosi and Mnuchin. Wednesday, we bounce back again. We find out that they're still sort of negotiating specifically about the airlines, but they're still talking, which is encouraging. And today, you know, we trade higher again. Yeah, I really think the last couple of weeks, we've seen just a meaningful shift in sentiment with the investing community. I'd personally characterize it as just marginally bullish with like a pro-cyclical tilt. The other sort of overarching theme is that consensus is just bearish on post-election implied volatility, given the current elevation there. And, and, and Jake, just to put that in perspective for you, right now, the S&P from the implied vol market is saying that every day from now to the end of the year, the S&P is going to move 2% a day. That's in the 92nd percentile of the last 20 years. So a pretty big hurdle here. So yeah, there's been a lot of people 
trying to game out what that November 4th through the end of the year yeah. might look like. Also, a lot of people trying to sort out the timing of a stimulus package of pre-election, post-election. What's the latest on if and when investors expect that to happen? Yeah, so I think, you know, specific to stimulus, there's optimism that it gets done post-election now. Nobody has a specific date or time. It's just post-election. And I think, you know, you can really see where this optimism is being reflected because it's driving sort of cyclical and value areas higher. I mean, you know, clearly what happens, you know, election night in the Senate matters a lot. But if you look at sectors like regional banks, they're up over 10% in the month of October. Retail up 8% during the month of October. And small cap also up 8% during the month. So I'm focused as well as our client base that we're focused on these sectors because they're really correlated to stimulus you know, expectations. So you know, I think these would be on everybody's radar going forward. So when the Fed chairman speaks, markets listen. Uh, yeah. The Fed chair was out this week. Jay Powell spoke and urged more stimulus reserves, asked basically for the fiscal stimulus, said you can't really overdo it. Is there a feeling amongst investors that might influence the kind of federal response we see or, or not so much? Yeah, Jake, you said it best. Like whenever you get a clear you know, message from the Fed, it's impactful. And the reaction to what he said was just positive overall. You know, if you look at him calling for more fiscal action alongside the current accommodative monetary stance, it's just a, a powerful cocktail. I mean, his exact words, too little support would lead to a weak recovery. The risk of overdoing it seems small. You know, this really shapes or sort of helps the overall macro setup. I spoke to a few clients specifically, and they can envision an outcome where you have a vaccine, you get a significant fiscal boost post-election, and the Fed stays where they are in terms of being, you know, accommodated. If you think about it, it's just like the pandemic gets in check with the vaccine, but the policies associated with the pandemic are still in place. Pretty powerful. Beyond that, what's another thing that markets are watching in the week ahead? I mean, we're still yeah. close to the election, but there are other things going on in the world. Yeah, you know, it, it's pretty interesting. You know, a lot of people are really focused on positioning post the event, post the election. And I think it's fair to say in the next two to three months, we will have a clear, decisive winner of the election, as well as a lot more information about the vaccine. And so one thing that really keeps coming up is, uh, and I think it's really interesting, is just emerging market upside. If you imagine a scenario, and some investors are, where you get a Biden victory and a vaccine, what does that look like? Or how do markets react to that? You'll have better or stronger global growth. You have a lower U.S. dollar, higher taxes in the U.S., and potentially better foreign policy specific to China. I can't think of a better setup for uh, emerging markets to outperform. That's on my radar. We started to see people focused on buying emerging market upside. So I think that's a real focus. All right, Jason, always great to talk to you and, and hear your perspective on how clients are viewing these things. Thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Thank you very much. So that's all for this week's markets update on exchanges of Goldman Sachs. In case you missed it, check out our other episode this week with Mike Moran of Goldman Sachs Asset Management, who talked about the impact of COVID on retirement plans and how investors go from here. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have a great weekend. This podcast was recorded on Thursday afternoon, October 8th, 2020. Thanks for listening. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. 
The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research or recommendation from any Goldman Sachs entity to the listener. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Goldman Sachs, and Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by Goldman Sachs to that listener, nor to constitute such person a client of any Goldman Sachs entity.